ready. Get ready to smash through a table, throw up the ropes, and come begging back for more. In this corner, we have Adrian Headache Heaven, and in that corner is Nick Powerhouse Clown. Ready? I hope so. Hi, Central Michigan Life listeners. Um, this is Adrian Headache Hedden. And this is Nick Powerhouse Potter. And uh, we're here with another installment of the Ringmasters podcast. Um, you know, um, we're getting pretty close to Fastlane. A lot of storylines coming up. Um, after that, obviously, it's the precursor to WrestleMania, so Fastlane's going to be a pretty big deal, um, you know, preempting WrestleMania. But this week we had a few events, so um, let's mm-hmm. just get right to it, Nick. Um, First big thing, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow, as of the time we're recording this, tomorrow is the NXT event takeover four rival mm-hmm. where we're gonna have a lot of big matches i'm just gonna run you through those really quick okay. we're gonna have uh baron corbin versus bull dempsey in a no disqualification match well, that'll be sweet they've had a lot of matches and corbin has won all of them so far yeah. so if they're gonna drag this out a little bit longer which i feel like they're going to i think dempsey's gotta win you think it's gonna no dq is a good uh stipulation for this they're, match are those some brawlers they or, are both like, they're both uh, pretty tough yeah it's they're, it's devastating the way that they go. So okay. I'm really excited to see that. We're going to add some weapons in there. Should be a fun match. What's your favorite weapon? Uh, I mean, you, you just you can't beat a, a good steel chair. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> the, the, the jury's been out since uh, um, The Rock hit Mankind in the head with one. Like, how many times? Like 18 times you in one just, match? You can't beat you it. You can't beat a steel chair. Barbara 2x4 on fire. <laughs> that too. So we'll see what those guys bring out. Uh, we've got Finn Balor and Adrian Neville for the number one contendership. Adrian Neville's good. I was watching some of his highlight reels the other night doing that, uh, that what is that, like a corkscrew shooting star mm-hmm. press? Calls it the Red Arrow. <sighs> yeah, that, that should be interesting. Um, he's really been getting pretty big lately, right? Mm-hmm. So. But with him uh, having recently dropped the main belt, right. I, I, think, I think they're going to put Finn Balor over to uh, be the next rising star okay. with Adrian Neville eventually moving up to the main roster. Oh, I hope so. You know, mm-hmm. I think the cruiserweight division is kind of lacking in, in, in uh, WWE right now, and mm-hmm. Adrian Neville can bring a lot more of uh, those mm-hmm. high-flying moves. Speaking of yeah. cruiserweights, the Lucha Dragons will be uh, using their rematch clause against uh, the team of Murphy and Blake for the tag championships. Mm. Uh, and I don't think the Lucha Dragons are going to get it back. There's going to mm. have one more match to kind of show off before they make their official roster debut. Calling it right now, they're coming up within a month. Lucha Dragons. Mm-hmm. Are they really catching on that well? I think so. And that. Um, Luchadors, oh. are they like. Jap- they're kind of Japanese themed? Uh, no, they're. Uh, Just straight of Luchadors? Yeah, because I mean, Sinkara is the one and he oh. looks the same, but then uh, Kalisto just kind of has. Right. Kind of dragon looking outfit. Yeah. I don't know. Sinkara's been big for a while. He's yeah. had a few different people have played him too, right? He's been yeah. around for a while. There have, there have been a couple different guys. I think lately he's been kind of. Well, before he went back down to NXT to make this tag team, I think he was kind of losing it a little bit in singles competition. Yeah. Making a lot of errors. NXT's really revitalized him, though. And it especially could. with the Rhodes brothers breaking up, with right. Miz and Mizdow breaking up, they're yep. going to need a strong, action packed team Absolutely. to step out up. Absolutely will, yeah. We're going to have a cool. fatal four way for the Divas Championship in NXT with Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch. Okay. It's hard to say if they're going to have Charlotte drop the belt. Right. But I think they might because they're also going to move her up to the roster Rick Flair's in a daughter. couple months. Rick Flair's daughter. Mm-hmm. She won the belt from uh, against Natalia, right? Uh, she won the belt. What'd she beat again? Oh, yeah, it was against Natalia. It yeah. was a big tournament after Paige left. Right, and they had they had Ric Flair and Charlotte's corner and Brett the Hitman Hart and mm-hmm. uh, Natalia's corner, and 
You know, I, I don't understand why Natalia is being reduced to this sort of, like, angry wife character for Tyson Kidd. I mean, I think she's one of the best in-ring performers I've seen in a long time as, as in the women's division. Um, she moves quickly. She's big enough that she can do some power moves mm-hmm. and um, more than just a model. I mean, and obviously she's the only person right now doing the sharpshooter. So yeah. if you're a fan of the hearts, <laughs> the heart foundation, you know, she's kind of keeping that legacy alive. And yeah. just playing, like, this angry, um, you know, I don't know what you'd call it. I mean, she's just sort of this... Tyson Kidd just sort of ignores her all the time and upsets her, and she's just, just playing this damsel in distress character when it's, in, in the truth, she's a, a pretty badass you yeah. know, wrestler. The treatment of N- Natalia is really upsetting, I especially consi- I would consider her top three. For, for me, it's Natalia Page and AJ Lee that are the best Easily. In the, on the roster Almost right now. Maybe a little political from Vince McMahon, you know, they didn't really apart on very good terms with yeah. uh, Bret Hart. You know, the Hart's yeah. never really got the push they deserved. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then the final match mm-hmm. of the NXT event, we're going to have Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens for the NXT Two of the biggest title. stars in NXT. And that's going to be a big match, but I don't see Sami Zayn dropping the belt this soon. Oh, Sami Zayn, yeah, he, he just he just got it from Adrian Neville, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. a month or two ago. And he was pretty, pretty um, you know, promoted when he first debuted. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is the push that they were always talking about with him. And, yeah, he'll probably keep it. Um, it would it would make sense, I guess, for the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, They'll not, build it up for a while. Yeah, and that'll be you know, those are always good matches. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, experience together wrestling throughout the indie circuit, so they're going to sure. put on a terrific match. Sure. So, so SmackDown takes us to WWE SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown was that one Thursday nights on Sci-Fi. It was a big disappointment. They can, they can thank me for that. <laughs> Ever since they moved it to Thursday, they've been having really good shows, and this is I the think. first one kind of falling back into their old SmackDown mm-hmm. boring groove where they're just it's it almost feels like it's all filler match that could put in between Raw. Yeah, so we had more tension between the Rhodes brothers. Yep, Goldust um, and Stardust and Stardust walks out of the match and then they see each other backstage and then there's shoving and yeah. it's just they're they're gonna break up soon so they're trying to build it up. Yeah, we were talking about this I think last time about mm-hmm. how, you know, they, they don't want to get rid of this Goldust character, but at the same time Goldust is getting old yeah. and so they bring in um Stardust, who's his little brother, and now these two are going to probably feud, and we're hoping that after Goldust, you know, if the team breaks up, Goldust will maybe go away. Stardust mm. becomes the new Goldust. Yeah, well. I mean, I just don't think it'd be WWE without Goldust. Oh, he's been there for Shattered so long. Shattered Dreams. We, we need a character like that to be around Shattered forever. Dreams, the wigs, you know. I I would I wish he would go back to the big blonde wig and the coat <laughs> and everything. That was, that was some of my favorite. The best entrance, I think. One of the best entrances, mm-hmm. you know, rivals the Undertaker's. You know, that big cinematic Ooh. beginning. You know, yeah, it was definitely right up that same alley. Um, yeah, I was just talking to um, someone the other day about um, they faced New Day. You know, we'll talk about that later. They mm-hmm. faced New Day on, on Raw, and we're just talking about these gimmicks. And you know, the New Day is this new gimmick that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not it's not going over with the crowd at all either. Yeah. Whereas at the same time, the Goldust gimmick they were in the ring of this, what we were comparing, and the Goldust gimmick is tried and true. I mean, that's mm-hmm. been around since early mid 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 90s i mm-hmm. think uh, yeah back in the ultimate warrior days i think was one of his first big matches i think so so um you know this is just a, a gimmick that you can't really put your finger on but has just taken i think the imagination of the fans and it's just so cool and i'm glad he's back and but i'm i i think i think stardust i mean what do you what do you think about stardust taking over for goldust i mean i think it's going to be cool i am 100% okay with yeah. that i've always been a real big fan of cody rhodes he's yeah. a great in-ring performer and then yeah. giving him this just fun gimmick where he can kind of let loose mm-hmm. and do whatever as you know basically goldust it's the best thing that's happened to him in the past couple I mean, of years really revitalized his career mm-hmm. and um, hopefully we'll see more of that um 
So SmackDown saw more of Curtis Axel comes out, claims he should have won the Rumble. Ambrose comes out, beats him up, says he deserves an Intercontinental title shot. And then Bad News Barrett says, um, no, you can't have one because you're crazy. Mm. And we saw that last week. And spoiler alert, we saw that on Raw again this week. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of an Ambrose Barrett rivalry, but it's almost like they're doing the exact same script each time. See, I thought Ambrose was destined for more than, you know, I know I don't want to discount the Intercontinental title. It's a mm -hmm. historic belt. Um, there's been a lot of famous, you know, really big, I mean, obviously The Rock, Triple mm -hmm. H, all those guys have been Intercontinental Championship holders. But I thought Daniel Bryan was destined for, you know, I don't want to discount the belt, but more storyline driven. Yeah. Don't see him pursuing the Intercontinental title. Doesn't really seem like his character would really care about winning matches mm -hmm. you think he's more like a mankind character where he just wants to really hurt the opponent yeah when it came to the shield breaking up ambrose was yeah. always my favorite oh, and yeah. just to see ambrose they're very clearly putting him a tier below rollins and reigns yep. that upsets me but yeah i i still want to see ambrose have a belt so you know yeah. at this point i think That's i'll take true. what i can get and i'll let them give him a slow burn up to the top it means more tv time for ambrose definitely mm -hmm. so we uh, have this daniel bryan match SmackDown ended with a Dana Bryan match, mm -hmm. 3v1. It was Rollins and J&J. &J. And so just by hearing that, you already know, oh, they're going to they're gonna beat him up. And right. then eventually Dana Bryan's going to overcome because he's the perennial underdog. He's getting he's so predictable. Win. And that's exactly they what happened. They do the same thing every time. And then, you know, flip a coin. And, oh, yep, that's, that's what it is. Kane comes out at the end of the match and beats up Dana Bryan some more. Big show probably. Mm -hmm. There was a betting man, you know. It's, yep. It's same, same old, same old smack. Massive handicap matches. They did it on Raw too. It's like it's so, it's just so. I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. They got to be able to figure out a better way. You know, I I really like to see Triple H play more of like the Vince McMahon, like the chairman character. I really don't think he's really coming to his own mm -hmm. to make these storylines exciting and interesting. And also, they're not really doing anything stipulation wise. It's really just this big handicap match. Yeah, they're not they're not adding a whole lot to the matches yeah. other than the teams aren't even. And you know, Triple H was such a great personality. I don't understand why he's so boring now. Well, I don't think it's entirely his fault because mm -hmm. you know, while he runs NXT and those shows are almost always great, sure, he's not the one in charge of the WWE roster. Sure, and, you know. But his character is just it's just boring. Yeah. McMahon, Vince McMahon, the chairman, he used to do outrageous things, and I, I know they're PG now and you can't do that stuff, but. They're just over and over and be like, okay, I'm the authority and I'm a terrible boss and this is why, because I'm making this stupid handicap match again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing every week. Come on, Triple H. You can do better. <laughs> so then we get Raw and the first two matches back-to-back, -back, we just get disqualification endings. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan tag team against Big Show and Kane mm -hmm. and the heels. That was kind of cool. That was kind of impromptu. Yeah. You know, like, this match is happening now and they mm -hmm. ran out. And but then, you know, the heels start acting like heels and right, oh cheating. disqualification, no, disqualification. And just, we've seen so much uh reigns big show mm -hmm. and daniel bryan kane like those those two things are getting really really boring yeah these are the same matchups over and over and over and over again meanwhile you got guys like dolph ziggler bad news barrett you know mid-card wrestlers who could i think easily handle a bigger push yeah to sort of mix things up a little bit and we also talk about people like randy orton who are like mm -hmm. i mean where, where's he been He's great. I'm still waiting. Yeah, I'm just glad Brian is back. That kind of mixes things up a little bit. He's been gone for a while. After that, we had Ryback versus Rollins, and oh, big surprise, the heel acted like a heel, and there's a disqualification. Basically, the same thing happened in both of those first two matches. The back authority comes out and, and either screws over 
uh, Roman Reigns and Brian screws over Ryback. I mean, we can see that there's these factions. The problem is that they're not linked together by really anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Rollins and 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 the Big Show. I mean, that's the authority kind of. But then you got the, the Ziggler, Ryback, and Rowan and Eric Rowan situation, which I just I, I mean, I guess they're just it's kind of like the union like from the from the late nineties. Like, yeah. The, uh, the job squad with the hell snow, you know, <laughs> the guys who were, like, trying to step up in a group mm-hmm. against the authority, kind of. But, I don't know. Um, all three of those guys deserve better, mm-hmm. and they just keep getting beat and keep yeah. getting booked in these repetitive matches. And, and, you know, I was excited that the Survivor Series team was so interesting because mm-hmm. you had Ryback. You had all these guys on the Survivor Series. You had the breakup of the Wyatts. Yeah. You got Eric Rowan and uh, Luke Harper splitting and facing each other at a pay-per-view. I mean, what happened to that storyline? Uh, like I don't really get it. I don't know why these guys the were tag team partners. They were dead tag champs like a few times. Water. Where's the Where's the grudge? I don't know it's because just there. They're, they're also doing absolutely nothing with Rowan. Mm-hmm. Ro- Rowan's now just putting literally everyone over. I don't remember the last time Rowan won anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 odd. They're really just putting a lot of emphasis on this Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. script. There's only like really one major storyline going on right now. You know. Yeah. Could be more. But another storyline <laughs> that they're trying to make happen. Right. So Rusev and Lana came out and were uh, this is supposedly having a tribute to John Cena, but it really cool just it featured a lot of oh yeah a lot of clips of John Cena getting beat up. He sells like, oh, well though. Oh, Cena's old. He's beat up. He can't win anymore. Which this, of course prompted Cena to come out. You know, I was sitting on my couch watching this whole thing, and they're portraying John Cena as this old man. You know, mm-hmm. like he's an old veteran. I mean, I get it that he's a 15-time champion, but a lot of those reigns were like month long. You know? Yeah. Um, I really don't see him as like an old veteran yet. I don't think. I think they're pushing this a little hard. I think they're well, pushing yeah. Daniel Bryan to seem that way as well, mm-hmm. and it's just not believable yet. These guys have not really. I mean, they've been there for a while. They've won the belts, but I just don't feel like they're as established enough to be like playing the Hulk Hogan to the Rock. You know? Yeah. No. It's it's definitely not that bad. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's weird. You know, this old man, him saying things like that, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, come on. No, Cena's still in his prime. Yeah. But, you know, that got the two of them to brawl, Rusev and Cena. Rusev is the rookie, though, so he's brand new. And in this brawl, uh, Rusev actually uh, damaged John Cena's cornea. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't don't know the extent of the injury. He slammed it against the grapes. But everyone is claiming that he will be uh, fine for their fast lane match. So John Cena can take it. Maybe they'll just build it up more storyline wise. I mean, what do you think? Do you, you think that this should be the end of Rusev's undefeated streak, or do you think that no. Cena should put him over? Not, not at fast lane. Does not end at fast lane. It might end at WrestleMania. There's no way it, it ends. At fast I don't lane. see an exit strategy. I no. feel like if somebody beats him, it's just going to be like, okay, he finally lost. Let's yeah. Now he's like lost all of his momentum. Yeah. Kind of like when when Umaga was terrorizing, and then yeah. um, Umaga finally lost, and. Where did he go? <laughs> exactly. I mean, so I'm, I'm not really sure if I see an exit. I think that they, they've postponed this defeat way too long. This yeah. l- winning streak has gone on for way too long. Now if he loses, his whole gimmick is that he has this winning streak. Who's he going to go up against next? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the Jack Swagger. I thought the Jack Swagger Rusev was great because mm-hmm. you had Jack Swagger, the real American, the patriotic guy against mm-hmm. the Russian. He had good matches with Mark Henry too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they could just never let someone beat him so that it would be, like, an even feud, you mm-hmm. know? Now we're just, like, saving up his one loss forever. And, you know, I'm just – I'm just, I'm curious to see what's going to happen at uh, at Fastlane and at WrestleMania as well. Um, I think Rusev is really good in, in the ring. Yeah. He's cool to watch. He's got a great character. And, and he, he could be, you know, world heavyweight champion. Somewhere. I'd like to see him uh, vary up his moveset a bit more yeah. because other than just kind of throwing people around, he's, he has him. a super kick and then he has a submission move. Mm-hmm. And that's most of it. Mm-hmm. Matches are real short, usually squash mm-hmm. matches. 
it's funny they have like a counter or they had like a list or something. I think it was online of all the people he all the matches that he'd won and like uh-huh. the names of the people. And I noticed that they had like the picture of the person he beat with like the date. Mm-hmm. But they when they get to like Xavier Woods, they only had one. And I was like, dude, <laughs> they don't even want to admit how many times they like have him squash Xavier Woods because it got yeah. so annoying. <laughs> it's like so silly. I mean, the whole Rusev thing. It's come a long way. In the beginning, it was like, oh come on, sure. But John Cena, that's really. You know. that's, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. To even put him in the ring with Cena, is mm-hmm. s- it says enough about what they think of what Rusev can be. Yeah. So take so, that for what it's worth. So we'll see what happens with Fastlane. I'm excited for that match. After that, we had Bray Wyatt versus Dolph Ziggler for the second week mm-hmm. in a row. Mm-hmm. And Bray Wyatt squashed oh, Dolph Ziggler it. for the it. second week in a row. And I get that they're trying to build Wyatt up to this big feud with The Undertaker, potentially, if he comes back. But Don't get ahead of yourself there. Undertaker coming back, I don't know. <laughs> but if if they're going to do that, why do they have to put him over Ziggler? This whole Survivor Series thing happened. He lost his job. He got his God, job back. And they're the just, push. he's gone already. Give him the push already. Ziggler deserves a belt for a long time. He at least deserves to win a match here and there. Maybe. <laughs> it's a good point, too. Yeah, he he's, he's great in the ring. Um, what, what really bothers me about Ziggler, though, is that he does the Famouser, mm-hmm. which... Billy Gunn used to do that back in the New Age Outlaws. It was the most devastating move. You know, you drive the guy's face right into the mats. It's mm-hmm. like a pedigree. And every time he does the fame, it's like a secondary move. I think I mentioned this before. It just really pisses me off. Yeah. When you, when he does a famous sort of Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt jumps right back up. Well, I think that's a big problem just with God. with matches as a whole is there's too much of kicking out finishers. Yeah. Like, oh, they here's, do that a lot. here's the yeah. strongest move I have. Oh, and, oh, and you're back up. You're back up. Mm-hmm. So now... When I use that move next time, no one's no one's ready for the match to end because they know, oh, well, you can kick out it a couple times before the match is really over. Right, it's almost become like a video game. Like in the video games, you mm-hmm. play that, you can kick out a finisher. It's like yeah. it's no big deal. But that's not what the the show is supposed to be more realistic than that. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, we're, we're, the Stone Cold Stunner was like a, end, a match ender every time. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, sometimes they even kick out of the zigzag, which I just don't get. You want to talk about Triple H? Yeah, um... Triple H promo, yeah, he um, he came out in the beginning, and he's just he's he's he was sick of Sting. Mm-hmm. He's sick of it. He's uh he challenged Sting two weeks ago, I think, right? Yep. And um, Sting has not heard back from him, he, or he has not heard back from Sting. And so I think on Raw, Raw was when he came out, and tonight's the night. If uh, Sting doesn't answer my challenge tonight, then it's over. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not doing it. And um, boy, was it a weird promo. Mm-hmm. It was very haunting. Um, I think Sting's entrance began like three or four times. I say it lights out. You hear crow sounds. There's a light up in uh, the corner, like near the rafters. There he is. And, and those of you who are familiar with Sting back in WCW, you were just staring at the rafters, waiting for him to rappel down, because that's how he entered all the time. And, like, it was the, the ropes to drop down behind thing. Triple H. And then it didn't happen. And the lights go back on. More crow sounds. Different corner. And all of us are just waiting on the edge of our seats. There he is up there. Disappears again. There's a fake sting in the middle of the ring. Triple H falls down because he's scared. You think and that was then, fake? That wasn't actually sting? Oh, God, no. Oh, that wasn't him. Yeah, he looked a little skinnier. He looked yeah, like he that had was, a, that was that was some kid in face paint and a wig. Yeah, but it was, it was really cool they did with the camera. But yeah, it was eerie. The lights came up. Triple H turns and then, like, Sting's walking towards him then just disappears mm-hmm. with the lights. And, and then on the Jumbotron picture of Sting's face and Two it says words. I accept. Two words. Sting is going to get in the And the crowd ring. exploded. So we thought Sting was there we were going to save his match for Wrestlemania but we might get two matches now. Something might happen at Fastlane and I cannot wait. I want to see No Holds Barred. Because that's when Triple H I think is at his best. You know, But can Sting f- handle it? Can Sting handle a No Holds Barred? 
at, at this age can, can Sting handle it? He's pretty old, but can he do much more besides Brawl? You know, is he really capable of doing, you know, a, a lot of moves, a lot of technical moves, or would it be better to just have an old uh, knockdown, drag-out fist fight, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think um, I'd like to see that. I think this is a serious grudge. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who knows anything about wrestling, you know, Sting, Triple H, like, this is, this is like, the rivalry literally hasn't been built, but there's a lot of undertones with Sting being, like, the one wrestler in WCW, pretty much in the whole industry that has never been in WWE right. before. And I think... Someone like Triple H, who's the COO, who's like been the golden boy, mm-hmm. probably has a little bit of spite for someone like Sting, who Definitely. wouldn't come over to WCW um, or to WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's an interesting thing where you have Triple H and Sting. I mean, they, these are two icons of their respective brands, and um, Triple H is just like he. I think he's surprised by the whole thing. He's like, Sting has no business. Sting, who mm-hmm. is this guy? He yeah. just was pretending like he's useless. And Practically came right out of nowhere at Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, they've been promoting a little bit with the new video game, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, they had this thing to the video game, and now Sting's going to get in the ring because, you know, people booed when they, <laughs> remember they did that? They, they said there was going to be a promo with Sting, and then and then they, it was just a commercial for the video game, and the yeah. audience was booing. They were like, oh, man, we, we thought like, more. he was actually going to come out, and then finally does Scorpion Death Drop. He's still got this Scorpion Death Drop is looking just as good as it ever did. It was great. It was Pulled great. Pulled back, drops him. Man. I can't wait to see that. Sting's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You know, his matches with Ric Flair were great mm-hmm. in the eighties and, and obviously, you know, during the NWO era he was he was yep. a great character. So with Hall and Nash. Yeah, Hall and Nash, but still you know, Triple H is a great character as well. So I mean this is icon versus icon. You can't know, wait for this clash. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Unfortunately, uh, after the whole Sting incident, Raw kinda of fell back down again. Had right. another match between the Usos. Should've ended on the Sting thing. Usos and Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, which we've seen Quite a few times over, over the past over. month. Cesaro was supposed to be poised to be champion. You mm-hmm. know, he was getting a real push. He's in the Money in the Bank match. I mean, I think he works pretty good as a tag tag wrestler too. But yeah, it's just weird seeing him in these undercard tag matches after such a push. You know, looks like a uh, lot of time. Tyson Kidd and Cesaro might be getting a shot at the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Maybe at Fastlane. Oh, because they did beat the Usos. Right? They, they did win. Yeah, now have the belts. So. Uh, nothing's been confirmed, but looks like they'll probably end up getting a tag match soon. Are you getting bored at all with the Usos? It's like the same gimmick. I don't want to rag on, on on WWE too much. I feel like this, you know, well, that's what a lot of people do, and you know, we try to look on the bright side of things. But the Usos is just—it's been the same thing for years. Uh, I'm I'm still into it. I think they're really exciting in ring. If anything, they do cool moves. If anything, uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, while they are both good ring workers, I'm bored with them because they're not really doing anything. They don't have a storyline, and they got that enraging deal with Natalia where it's like, come on, she yeah. could kick Tyson Kidd's ass, mm-hmm. and she should. I want that match. Yeah, she could totally take him. He's a little guy. She's big. She's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Um, so yeah, that I mean, you know, the tag tag titles possibly going on the line soon. Um, but yeah, this Mizdow situation was weird. Yeah. So uh, last week, Sando, Damien Sando finally got a match. Last week, the Miz fired Damien Mizdow as a stunt double, but rehired him as his personal assistant. And he keeps yelling at him. He's not allowed to copy him anymore. It's a real weird situation, but it's just building up the tension. This week, Mizdow had his own match against Sinkara, mm-hmm. and Miz just sat at ringside. Man, and, get him water. Yeah, he's demanded that Mizdow get him water and then also open it and Mizdow went to do a move that Miz used and he got on the mic and said no 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 you can't do that move it's mine uh quote I made the figure four leg lock oh, famous no. and I went oh you be have you heard me. of have you heard of Ric Flair excuse Nature me Boy. Miz Jesus. I mean have you heard of Harley Race you know Jesus Christ yeah I mean 
Who does this guy think he is? But I mean, it's getting the Miz really good heat. The figure he invented the figure four leg lock. I th- he did say he made it famous. The Miz, which still wrong. Mister but... Tough Enough, the guy who uh, <laughs> he's the only reason he's arrested was because he won a reality show. He was on. He was on the Real World first. Yeah, yeah that too. And and, and now Ric Flair. Let's say he invented one of the greatest moves of all time that has mm. been around for for eons. I mean, the, the figure four leg lock is 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 that's Ric Flair's move. Yep. That's Flair's move. I mean, Charlotte does that great variation of it, but my God, I mean, that's one of the most devastating moves of all time, and it's been there in that place for for, for decades. Um, you've seen it in some of the greatest matches of all time, you know. Um, for 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 um, the Miz to say, I mean, that's I, that's completely out of line. Mm-hmm. That's completely out of line, and it's and it's a shame. But it sounds like WWE is doing exactly what they should be doing because everyone is so angry at the Miz right. and everyone is one hundred percent in Miz Down's yeah, corner. It'll get them some good so heat. when they split and they have their predicted WrestleMania match. All right, Miz Dow uh, Damian Sandow versus the Miz at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna happen. Ooh. Yeah, I'm 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 anxious to see Damian Sandow come back. And then I want I want to see him do something on his own. He's paid his dues. Yeah. This this whole stunt double gimmick was fun, but I want to see him be himself. Yeah. And the gimmick before that, where he identity crisis and he yeah. costumes every every night. That was that just got weird. And I want the former Mister Money in the Bank to come back in a real strong way and just make an impact. Yeah, for real. Yeah, the uh, what did he call himself? The, the, intellectual. the intellectual savior of the masses. Mm, the unwashed masses. <laughs> <laughs> He'd come out in like a big robe, and everybody hated him because he was such a snob. But it was a great character, and yeah. he played it really well. So, yeah, I mean, that's you know, stuff. I think it's it's looking up for the the mid card. You mm-hmm. know, once you get Damian Sandow back in singles competition, you know, you get some of this. Uh, see where Rusev goes, and you know, the White Ziggler thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pretty good feud, honestly. Yeah. It's good to see them putting Ziggler in a program with Wyatt because, you know, you know Wyatt's been getting a huge push. Mm-hmm. He really connects with the fans. He was the Iron Man from the Royal Rumble. Exactly, yeah. And and Ziggler, you know, also does, does, but they have not been giving him such a push. And so I think putting him up, even though he's lost a couple times against Wyatt, putting him in that program, in that series of matches, I think is, it does could represent a push for Ziggler. Hopefully. Hopefully he comes out and doesn't just disappear. <laughs> Let's talk about the new inductee in the WWE Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, okay. Joining Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. We've got Rikishi. Rikishi Fatu. Which I think is awesome. I I, I agree. Rikishi's Rikishi. been around a long time. Some of those memorable moments. One of the one of the great big guys, former Intercontinental Champion, uh, former tag team champion mm-hmm. with like two or three different teams, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Rikishi. You know, I mean, he's uh one of the one of the most memorable characters, you mm-hmm. know, from the from the Attitude Era, from yeah. from when you know when SmackDown first came out. Rikishi like and Too Cool. Too Cool, you know the Stink Face. Ah, uh, the Stink Face is a classic move. Stink Face. For people who don't know, the Stink Face is when Rikishi sits you um, in the corner of the ring, leaning against the ring, um, sitting down on the on the ground, and then uh, stands over you with his back to you and uh, puts his big giant rump in your face. And, Shakes uh, it around. He's got a big big butt. It's oh yeah. He's the, like a sumo. The Attitude Era was classic stuff. It is classic stuff, and um. Also, the bonsai drop, um, obviously, mm-hmm. are a rekindling of the Yokozuna used to do that yep. move, and uh, Rikishi, I think, made it even more devastating because he could just move a lot better. I think so, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the best moving for yeah. for someone his size. And, yeah, Rikishi and is he's not quite Yokozuna big, right? But what he lacks in that size, he's much quicker. You get those super kicks right up there. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, he does one of the best. He sells the clothesline 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Undertaker or J or JBL would close him. The guy would go flying in a court. So many flips, which you'd never expect out of someone that big. Four hundred pound, big fat Samoan. You know, and I mean, you geez. really can see a lot of his work in his sons, the Usos. Yeah. They've got a lot of the similar stuff. Yeah. Granted, they're not fat guys. Yeah, they're they're cruiserweights. <laughs> but, yeah, but still, it's you amazing. can see a lot of a lot of his work in them. Someone like Rikishi can influence cruiserweights. That's pretty cool. Um, one, uh, um, I think probably the most memorable moment though with Rikishi was at Armageddon. In the six-man Hell in the Cell match, yep. Undertaker choke slams him off the Hell in the Cell, off of the top of the cell, into guy. the back of a truck. He's that guy. Rikishi <sighs> is that guy. And he sold it so well. He oh, was yeah. down for like ten minutes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They threw him right off the top of the cage. It was it was awesome. So I'm um, real happy to see Rikishi join the Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, also don't forget he also was the one who ran over Stone Cold. Oh yeah. Almost forgot about that when Stone Cold Steve Austin was out for over a year at the peak of his popularity mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're all crying. I mean, I mean, I was a little <laughs> kid, and every day that I didn't, when that happened, I mean, me and my little brother were so, like, when is Stone Cold coming back? You know, we were <laughs> crying like every night. Oh man, I mean, the, the, they gave the, the, I mean, obviously the Rock was great too, but you know, you always wondered. I mean, it was the big mystery, and that's how they brought Rikishi, and that's how he debuted pretty much, right? Yeah, I mean, that I think, was pretty I think much so. his debut was that he was the driver who ran over Stone Cold and broke his neck, and he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's the bad man. You know, I mean, it was it was it was a great, and then he was. Um, his tag team with Haku, mm-hmm. that was awesome. I mean, they were devastating, even though you hated them. You know? Yeah. So, so I'm I'm very happy to see him join great, the Hall of Fame. Great that he's joining the Hall of Fame. But um, what bugs me, I guess, is that I don't really, you know, you got the Macho Man and Rikishi. <laughs> I mean, it's like we can talk all day about how great Rikishi is, but it's just too late for the. It's it's, it's the Macho Man should have been inducted so much longer ago. Yeah, with the I, likes of like you know classy Freddie Blassie and those yeah I you mean, know those those old issues, school guys. Though. Yeah, I mean obviously they have a bit of a tiff with the McMahons. Well, not just that. Um, Randy didn't want to enter on his own. He wanted all of the Pafos to enter at the same oh, time. Oh, that's right. He wanted his dad to be inducted. Too, yeah, he though. wanted yeah. all of them to go in at once. But since he passed, uh, his brother, Leap and Lanny Pafo, decided that it, the whole family could wait. He needed to be in there now. Right. Before he starts getting paired up with people, even, you know, like other yeah. people, like, I don't know. I mean, Rikishi and Macho Man, not the same caliber. Let's well, be sure. frank. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be frank, Macho Man Randy Savage is one of the greatest of all time. I mean, Rikishi, very memorable from my childhood, um, but, you know, Macho Man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're both, they're both Hall of Fame. He been inducted worthy. along with Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and all those guys. Well, Ultimate Warrior was last year. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, another thing that happened much later than it should have, but See what I'm all, 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 we can, all we can take is that it did happen. Okay. And that's great. It's going to be a very interesting ceremony at WrestleMania. Yeah. And I can't wait to find out who's next. We still got, yeah. what, three, four slots left open I think open so, yeah. Year? Yep. There's usually about five or six. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's next. Well, um, I guess that's about that's about all we got for, uh, for this week. I think we covered um, pretty much all the, all the action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, listeners, um, we'll, um, we'll get back to you um, soon. I actually, um, we're going to have a special podcast pretty soon here. Um, Going to have uh, gentleman John Campbell, who owns Imperial Wrestling Entertainment, a local professional wrestling promotion here in town. Um, he's going to come in, and we're going to interview him as well. So that's going to be a special. So look out for that. And um, we'll be back Tuesday next mm-hmm. week with uh, recapping Raw. So things should be picking up on the way to Fastlane, and we'll mm-hmm. be there to give all of the news straight to you. All right. Thanks a lot. Again, this is Adrian Headache Headen. And this is Nick Powerhouse Potter with the Ringmasters. See you.